Hello everyone, and welcome to a CES edition of The Sam's Report. I am actually back home. Today is Sunday, and I know a couple of people were asking why I didn't record on Friday, mostly because I was still on the show floor at CES, and I also flew home at midnight, uh, took a red-eye home. And so I'm back home, back in the station, and it feels good to be back. CES is always um, busy. I think busy is probably the most appropriate way to describe it. There's just, there was, I think they said 136,000 people who are coming in for that and you can imagine just how crazy a city gets especially like vegas when you inject another 136,000 people um just a calamity of all sorts and so i punched posted a bunch of stuff up this week uh, you can go find it over on threat.com in the video section and i just did about you know about a dozen or so hands-on stuff and I, I didn't go for the like the small mini meal crap i try to keep close to uh the new things like the new dell uh studio competitor well we'll talk about that in a minute their new precision all-in-one their canvas a bunch of the lenovo new stuff uh the new hmds and I, oh god in the dell 8k monitor uh 32 inch just a lot of cool stuff there was a lot of cool stuff there was a lot of crap um and there's a lot of things that you're just like why do these even exist like they had underwear that was um protected you from wi-fi uh waves and all that crap so just just a calamity of of stuff and people and announcements and things that were announced that you can't buy like a lot of this stuff is coming out in march and april which we'll all explain why here in a second uh also got to talk to quite a few microsoft executives who are hanging out even though microsoft isn't there in a keynote fashion like they were many years ago they are still very present they actually had a whole area dedicated for the press um they were doing off-site meetings and so don't get the impression that microsoft wasn't there they're just not doing a keynote um and it makes complete sense. It doesn't fit into their cycle. And what are they going to go up there and talk about? Because they've got a big agenda for the year. And to talk about stuff now that's not going to happen for many months, there would be nothing new to talk about. So anyways, uh, let's just kind of dive in here, shall we? So Dell announced a new uh, studio-like PC called the Precision 5720. Now, this is an all-in-one. And... It's not fair to call this thing a studio competitor. Uh, mostly because the studio is very expensive. It has the best-in-class display. Um, it, it's designed for pen input. It's, it is an all-in-one, and that's about where the comparisons end. So then, the Dell is nice. Don't get me wrong, but it's much more. It's much closer to an iMac competitor than it is a studio. Yes, the screen does tilt, but it is not designed for pen input. Um, it, it has a whole bunch of speakers on the front, and it, it's think of it as the PC comparable to an iMac rather than. Uh, a Surface Studio competitor because you're not going to buy this thing thinking, hey, I'm going to do the same thing as a studio. It's just not the same type of a device. It's not targeted at the same group of people. Much lower quality display. Um, and it's kind of plasticky as where as the studio is all metal. But it is nice. And it's going to be much closer aligned to price in as the iMac. And so you can go check out. I did a hands-on with that. But that's the Precision 5720. The really interesting thing that Dell came out with is actually called the Canvas. And what this is is actually like an external display. You plug it into your PC and it lays completely flat. Like think about where your keyboard is. It, it lays like a square. And it's a touch screen that is designed for pen input. Now, I, I, I want to be kind of clear about this. This thing is probably closer to a studio competitor. Uh, because it, it does cost $17.99, so it's it's designed for professionals who are drawing and that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's not nearly as good. The, the resolution is much, much lower. And if you watch the video that I did, there is significant latency from the pen while being input. Now, I say that with a qualifier because somebody commented after I wrote that, uh, which you can see in the video, it's extremely clear that there's latency from when you draw a line to when it appears. If you're used to like a Pro 4 or Surface Book, it, it is incrementally worse than that uh 
somebody commented and said, hey, it could be the PC that it's hooked up to that is causing it. I, I can't comment on that. We weren't allowed to uh, change the configuration or anything like that. They were just showing it off. It does have a surface dial type thing accessory too. And again, this is targeted at the a user who's going to be drawing. Um, with that being said, if that's their target market and there's that much latency that I could even see as a non-artist and non-pen user, that's not a good thing. But anyways, that's the Dell Canvas. You should totally check one out. Definitely try to see one in person if you're thinking about doing that instead of buying a Cintiq. Uh, because they're roughly the same price point, but that latency is making me really, really nervous to highly recommend that thing. Um, anyways, curve monitors were huge. Samsung had a bunch. Uh, Dell had a bunch. And, and I have mixed opinions about curve monitors. Um, for one aspect, they say they're better for gaming. I, I can't really comment on that because I don't have a curve monitor that I game on. The one thing that you can't really do that I don't like so much with curve monitors. So I run dual monitors. And when you put two curve monitors side by side, it's a little... And not uneasy, but it's just... Maybe I just wasn't used to the experience, but it just wasn't great because um, they had some dual monitor setups and I, I angled them how I have my two at home that I'm looking at right now. And I don't know, there's just something a little odd about them. They're, they're really trying to push these curve things. And to me, it almost feels, it feels similar to uh, the 3D TV that they told us, this is the next great revolution and it's 3D TV, but they're curve monitors. And I, I get that Curve might work on a huge display, like uh, HP had some that were like 32 inches wide that look great. I think they were their Omen displays, and they look beautiful. Uh, it's just a le learning curve. I don't know. Some people quite love Curve displays. I'm not quite there yet on them. I, I Maybe I need to just get one and sit with it for a little bit to see. Uh, but Dell ha did have another monitor, which I alluded to earlier. It's an 8K monitor that comes in 32 inches, and it will cost you 5K. So you get 8K for 5K. And my God, was this thing amazing. Like, the color, it just... When you get the resolution that high, it's it's incredible. Like, it looks fantastic, especially in a 32-inch. There's pixels all crammed in. I'll tell you what, you don't buy this monitor to do text or anything like that because we actually were able to open the start menu, and it's laughably small. But they were showing up just some beautiful pictures. And for people who are in the uh, graphic design industry or photograph industry, that's their type of display. And it, it was amazing. Now, what that goes to show you that an 8K monitor... At 32 inches costs 5k you can kind of work that math backwards a little bit it's not perfect i know this is not a perfect analogy but you understand why the studios uh three by two what is it 29 inch display or i can't remember the size of it exactly for some reason uh is three thousand bucks for the whole unit and why microsoft kind of informally quoted about two grand for just the monitor so building these high-end monitors is not cheap but dell's good god their 8k monitor i would love to own one uh, I, I would do it no justice in what I do in my daily workflow, but gee, they are, it's very, very pretty. One of the other cool things that we got to play with, uh, and I, I play with cautiously here, I'll explain in a second. So uh, back in October at the, not the creators, the Surface Studio event, Microsoft uh, announced these head-mounted displays. And so think like HTC Vive type things, uh, but they were going to come in a three to $400 price point. They might even be a little bit less from some vendors. It's kind of still up in the air, but HP, Lenovo, Acer, and Dell have all announced these things and they had them at, at CES. Now, all oh, three glasses is another one that had one. They're a Chinese company. And so they had these at a Microsoft event at Vegas. And so we could look at all of them. Unfortunately, the only one we could try on uh, or the only two I could try on, I, I take that back, was the three glasses and the Lenovo one. Actually, the Lenovo had it at their booth 
uh, out of glass and you could play with it. And the three glasses one uh, was at the Microsoft event. And I got to try them both on. Unfortunately, neither of them were hooked up. I don't quite understand what the point of all this was. But they, they were devices and you can wear them and they feel just like any other head-mounted display. But uh, Dell's looked pretty neat. Dell built actually a white one. He felt kind of Stormtrooper-ish. And these things are still all on the horizon. They haven't quite told us when these things are coming, but they did say in 2017. Uh, Lenovo specifically said between three and 400 bucks, and they said it would probably be closer to the $300 price point. And Lenovo did state, and I would guess this is mostly true maybe for all of them, but I can't confirm, that the Lenovo unit had a 1400 by 1400 display for each eyeball. And so uh, I would imagine that's probably very similar for both of these. So other things on the show floor. Uh, did find a Snapdragon 835 prototype phone, and I got to play with it a little bit. It was This was a prototype phone. I mean, it felt great. Uh, we tried to benchmark it. They started yelling at us. We weren't allowed to download anything. And so there's probably benchmarks out there, but on the show floor demo units, they were not letting us do this. Somebody asked in the video that I posted, why wouldn't you benchmark it? Well, first off, there's 136,000 people in this convention center. You don't have a lot of room. You don't have a lot of time with this stuff. And actually, I pulled up the Google Play Store and the, the security camera and said, you can't do that. And I was like, okay, hey, easy killer. Um, and so it looks great. I honestly think that Snapdragon 835 is going to be kind of the industry game changer because of the performance improvements, um, the lower power consumption. And it, it's these this chip is going to be in everything. And so it, it's incredible what Snapdragon and Qualcomm are doing. It's going to be this is going to be another huge year for them, I suspect, because of this. So. Oof, we'll see. That's the Snapdragon 835. I can't wait to see an actual phone with it and getting it out in the wild. Uh, really impressive stuff on the on the ARM side. It really, really is. The other other notable things from the show floor, Alexa is everywhere. It's It was in refrigerators. Uh, Lenovo literally built their own Echo device. Oh, mine it just turned on. I better turn that off. <laughs> Uh, the Alexa devices were was everywhere. It was in a fridge. Uh, Lenovo built their own. Huawei, I believe, announced a phone where the default voice assistant is actually going to be Alexa. And so um, Alexa is dominating the market. I, I know I've said this before, but when I went to CES and all the comp different companies talking about how they're integrating it and working with it, washer and dryers that have it built in, Amazon is winning this race by a country mile. It, it's, it's actually really incredible how they came out of nowhere. I shouldn't say nowhere, but they... They just built this thing um, kind of randomly, it seemed, and it was just a massive home run for the company that really propelled them as a technology company. So Alexa, probably a big winner from the show. We did talk to Microsoft very specifically about uh, Cortana. And so Microsoft, what they were inferring from our conversation is that they are not going to build their own Cortana Cube. They are working with third-party companies like Harman Kardon, who is building a Cortana device. Now, that device was at CES, we were not allowed to see it. I don't know why. Carmen Carden was doing like behind the door stuff. Uh, we tried to get, well, we tried haphazardly once we found out the device was actually there to get in to see it. And they were like, eh, like not really. So I think it was more of a hardware thing where they're showing off different hardware partners about what you can do with Cortana. Because Microsoft worked with them, I believe, to help make that possible. And so that device was there. But Microsoft very specifically said they're going with a partner ecosystem. And that they wouldn't tell us, but it seemed very much like more Harman Kardon Cortana Cube type devices are coming. They're just not ready to be announced at this time. Uh, Cortana was also other places too. BMW is doing a thing. It was actually in a BMW and Nissan is actually doing a thing with Microsoft as well. So Microsoft is slowly kind of moving back into that car arena. They were there for a while with Ford. They had the Ford Sync and then Ford dropped it because it was kind of a piece of crap. Had really bad latent, not latency, but lag and input and other issues. And so, uh, 
that that was that. Uh, so Crotona's there. Anyways, that's kind of CES in a nutshell. I mean, that's a very quick look. There's there's just crap. I mean, people. I'm gonna post a video up. If you're a Throt Premium user, and if, you, if that doesn't make sense to you, if you go to throt.com, T-H-U-R-R-O-T-T.com, uh, tomorrow on Monday, I, I I recorded a video with Paul. If you follow me on Twitter, you kind of saw a little teaser of it. Uh, that's a behind the scenes look at what CES is. My wife said it's humorous. I whatever she might be saying that because she's married to me, but that will be going up tomorrow. That, that really just kind of shows what CES is like from the other side, other than just. <laughs> Here's a, here's a device, here's a write-up or a video, and we're done, we move on to the next thing. I mean, just all the people trying to get around, transportation, it's it's an interesting place. And uh, CES is always just, it's always a challenge. But um, also, things that happened this week, uh, MS Power user got their hands on some uh, Windows Neon. And so I want to put a, a pause on that for a second. If you remember, I've been saying for a while, I've seen some of this stuff before. And I kept telling everyone, it's like, it's a nice design change. It's not a complete overhaul of the UI. And that's exactly what it is. You, you can go just search um, Windows Neon in Bing or Google or whatever, and you'll be able to find the screenshots. It's a nice design update to their design language. That's all that it is. It's nothing crazy. It'll make Windows 10 look a little bit nicer, but it's not like moving the start button or changing up the system tray dramatically. It's just a UI experience change. And so it does look good. Um, I, I can't overstate that enough, but it, it's not an evolution of design uh, by any means, or a revolution. It's very much an evolution of the design. Um, something else that leaked actually while I was flying home from CES is a, a Windows 10 build uh, 15.002 leaked. Really, the biggest thing you need to know about this release is it lets users exclude driver updates from Windows Update. I'm actually really pumped to see this, and this makes sense too with what they were doing uh, with the gaming updates to coming where they're actually going to, let's say you go to the Windows Store and you buy Forza Horizon 3, it's going to go out and grab the latest w uh, video driver for you. So I believe this option will let you turn that off. That's kind of where I'm seeing the relationship here. So the build did leak. Honestly, I would not install it, uh, mostly because I think we're going to get a build early next week. This one has some serious issues. Uh, it was supposed to be actually released insiders. It was not because there are upgrade and compatibility errors or issues. So I would be very cautious about installing this on metal and you're not really going to get any new features from it. So, but fit one five zero zero two did leak. It is out there if you really want it. Uh, other things that have happened recently, and this kind of stinks for Microsoft, uh, Apple and Google have been removed the LinkedIn app from the Russian app store. So this was at the request of Russia. They said, hey, we don't want LinkedIn in the app stores. I think it goes back to their data issues where if that data is not stored locally, it cannot be in their app stores. And so Microsoft's LinkedIn is no longer in Russia. Uh, I would suspect that potentially they will get that data back over there or those apps back in that country. But as of right now, it's not there. And so here's some little inside baseball for you guys. So I've been hearing a lot of things lately. And so I'm going to probably write this up for tomorrow. Um, so I, I tweeted this out because Dell very, very explicitly told me that the creator's update is coming in April. Um, I was in their booth talking to this stuff and I said, hey, when can I, when can we get this stuff? And they said, yeah, it'll come with the creator's update, which is going to be released in April. So that's coming in April. I'm going to write that up. Um, so other things too, I'm hearing some whispers about HoloLens, maybe some revisions to that product here in the soon. You got to remember HoloLens is, uh, it's been around the block for a little bit. I'm not saying it's old, 
Um, but I mean, it's kind of due for a refresh. Like, it's not like they built this thing, which I think they released two years ago. Was it 2015 when, when they did that? I don't think it was a year ago. I can't remember. Losing track of time here. But anyways, it's not like they built this thing. They've been selling it for a little bit. It's not like they just stopped development. So it wouldn't surprise me if we see some more stuff about HoloLens in the near future, potentially. Also, this spring, there's going to be another, uh, I would imagine, some sort of hardware event. We've known for a while that Surface Book 2 and Pro 5 uh, have been starting to, little tidbits have starting to come out about that. So I'm expecting all that stuff and the next update to Windows 10 to arrive this spring. And uh, I'll, I'll have a nice little post on that, uh, likely on Petri, tomorrow morning. So, I think that's about all we got for today, guys. I'm trying to keep it condensed and come back, mostly because it's Sunday and I haven't seen my kid a whole bunch, so I'm going to go play with her. Um, insider tip of the week, by the way, do not install Windows, 5, Windows 10 Bill 15002. I think I kind of stated that enough, but that is your tip of the week. Once again, guys, thank you for tuning in. Very much appreciate it and looking forward to another fun week in the world of technology ahead. Thanks for watching.